fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who know that Delta 8 is not a flight number. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 400. 400 episodes. This one's called Detroit Lions Free Agency Reaction. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and a little bit hyperventilated, out of breath, dashing around, technically challenged co-host, but still my good friend, Jeff the Riz Risden. How you doing, brother? <laughs> it is good to finally be with you after trying to connect with my laptop. And uh, I'm, I'm working remote this week. I'm at a hotel and in Fishers, Indiana, for my daughter's basketball tournament, and things are just not working well, Chris, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize for the delay. I apologize for the the audio. I'm, I'm winding up having to do this on my phone from a different hotel room than the one that's mine, if that makes any sense at all. But uh, we're, we're getting we're getting rolling, baby. <laughs> There's not a dead hooker in the closet, is there? <laughs> There is not. Okay, okay. I was really hope not in this room because uh, it's uh, the person who I'm in is uh, is a very good good human being. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We'll we'll stick with it. All right. We got a lot to talk about in today's show, and not a whole lot of time to do it. Somebody cue smoking the bandit. Um, today's show, we're going to talk about Stafford extension. Matthew Stafford extended his contract. We'll do a quick jump on that. Well, I didn't even know that. So there you go. <laughs> we'll hit Lions free agency. So that hot action going on there. Who signed? Who didn't? The strategy we used, did we win or lose? Talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson. I've got a great meme that Rishi sent me. Uh, Riz, you're going to love it. I'll pop that on for us. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk about some great new content we got coming and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. Oh, DZ goodbye without being seen. Two sexy fellas. All right, DZ. Love it. Oh, man. What a day. What a day. Riz had some troubles. Hey there, Mike or Mike. What's going on, brother? Good to see you, Adam. Nice to see you, too. Uh, you guys, don't check, don't forget to check out Mike or Mike's channel. He's got great stuff going on. Yeah, all please do. Mike or Mike is the freaking man. Yeah. Love that guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot going on today. And uh, I can't, I, I'm, I'm going to, I got to keep this moving because we are at a, at a uh, we got to stop at the bottom of the next hour. So we're going to crack through this stuff quick. First, I want to talk about Matthew Stafford. Did he say crack? Uh, three-year extension, $129 million, $43 million a year. Now, they added some years for cap purposes and yada, yada, but the, the bottom line, it's a three-year deal for $43 million. So they, they put some void years on there so they could create some cap room. Is that the, that's the, the deal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I've been completely uh, offline today. My, my daughter's been playing in a basketball tournament, and then we were watching the Hope Women's college basketball team win the D3 National Championship as a, as a basketball team. So that was really cool. So uh, I have not been plugged into football since about 8.30 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we have said, the it started by Ash said it. It's his quote. I want to give him credit, but um, – the salary cap is a social construct, period. <laughs> it is what it is, um, unless you're really stupid. 
and then you can really get yourself into, into some trouble. Um, but it is, look, look, look how the, look how the saints just weaseled out of what was a impossible cliff supposedly. They, they have, they, they just, they just keep pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. And it never comes due. It's, it's like the federal government. It's crazy. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So there you go. Matthew Stafford got a sign. He's good to go. Um, what are they doing with that money? Because I know Andrew Whitworth retired. They are trying to move Robert Woods. The last I heard um, Odell Beckham is not going back. So I, uh, may, maybe they're just trying to fill some bodies in because they didn't really lose a lot. The Rams haven't. So, yep. oh, yeah. The Packers are under the cap. You got Khalil Mack off the books for the Bears. They're, they're pretty much cleaning everything out next year. They're kind of doing a, a, a um, austerity year next year, kind of like the Lions did this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bada boom, bada bing. Here we go. 80, yeah, 80 million under to 20 million over. There we go, Adam. Thank you very much. Wow. Crazy. That's how it works. Uh, ben, he's not happy with how the uh, the cap is. It's broken. Needs to be fixed. Um, it, it, it's very, it's very to Ash's point. It is somewhat of a social construct. It's only a problem if you want it to be a problem. Mm-hmm. There are ways that you can finagle your way around it. Look, the cap's going up next year. It's going way up the year after that, and teams are pushing that back until you know it's like the the python eating the deer um, at, at some point you do have to get the hooves dissolved but uh until that time you're you're, you're a pretty fat python and you can feel pretty good about yourself makes for a tough poo that's for sure all right <laughs> we'll keep going <laughs> oh man good stuff here let's see we got uh colin thank you man good to see your face too love to have you here um let's get into it we got oh, wait hold on riz i've got we, we I, I told you we were signing up for the new network affiliate for the news. Uh, oh yeah, just, we've got a we new did. stream. They're coming with some breaking news. Let's let's head over to JSN. Hello, all, and welcome to the first BLP sponsored JSN Jalen Sports Network. I'm your host Jalen, and I will be taking you around the happening in Slack. As many of you know, free agency start this past week. Now, Brad and Holmes and I speak. We speak all the time. And what was emphasized to me is that he has three main things that he wants to do in building this roster. He wants to build through the draft, he wants to develop players, and he wants to let the competition play out. So naturally, in the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, and I do mean that sincerely, the most intelligent Lions Slack chat on the internet, that was pandemonium all week because he decided to not overspend a free agency, re-sign his players to a roster of about 70 or so, and to develop those guys. Now, would I like to see us do more free agency? Absolutely. But the guys that we were targeting, Marcus Williams, Allen Robinson, they went to the Baltimore Ravens and the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> I know we all want to leave the bar with the 10, but sometimes you just got to go home with the six that likes you a lot. I'm all Speaking of the Rams, Mr. Less Fucked and Pick Sneed said a big reason that he felt so comfortable trading all those picks is because of our own Brad Holmes. He said that Brad Holmes was so good at finding talent late in the draft that he didn't need those first-round picks to be traded. And they just won the Super Bowl, you know? And that guy has nine picks this year, five of which in the top 100. So we can keep panicking in the Slack, and I'm sure people outside of the Slack that are watching the podcast are probably panicking. But I think it's just okay to let time go and let a plan come together for once. Now, to pivot, as a part of the sponsorship between JSN and Chris and the Tall Man, by popular demand, JSN Gambling. 
Odds for the upcoming pay-per-view matchup between Kenyon and Mr. Lava Lava Boombastic and Bucko the Deer have ballooned into a whopping negative 1300 for the deer. <laughs> Betting money on Kenyon at this point is seen by giving money away to Vegas. Back to you, Chris. <laughs> Jalen, that was great, buddy. <laughs> Chris, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> a little bit of an inside joke on the deer, the deer fighting from the slack. It's, it's great group of people. A lot of, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we'll, we want to have a lot more voices on the show. I've talked about that. And uh, Jalen brings, he brings a lot of comedy and uh, we will be continuing with the JSN cutaways here uh, throughout the year. We have a lot of fun with Jalen. I, I thought he actually thought he had, would have more hair than that, but that's just me. I think it's actually longer than last time I saw him, but he likes to kind of hang out. Okay. And, do his own thing so good, it was good. Uh, he, he's got salient points about the free agency too yeah yeah 100 percent. and we'll get into that about the um the whole thing about um do we win or lose but let's get right into it now free agency signings there's two of them one of them i know the numbers on um dj chark 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 wide receiver from jacksonville we nailed him for one year for 10 million dollars it's a heck of a deal. I mean, look, if he, if he, here's, we're going to okay. talk about the effect well, of the draft, right? I don't think this is a huge gamble. I think he, if he plays 10 games, he gets a million dollars a year. If he's hurt, if not, he wants to come back. He wants to prove his value. This could be his prove it year where he goes out, then he gets a, a bigger check show, showing he can stay healthy. He's at a place where he's going to get an opportunity. He helps our offense a great deal. If he's healthy, it's all about the availability. That's the number one ability we, we kind of care about right now with, We've seen everything else with him. Yeah. So this is a guy that if he was a rookie in this draft class, he would be Christian Watson. Six foot three, 200 plus 200 pounds, ran a 4.3440 at the combine back in 20, it was a 17, 2017, 2018. Um, very good agility scores has proven he can be an asset in the NFL. Made the Pro Bowl in 2019 when uh, primarily Gardner Minshew was his quarterback in Jacksonville. Really good downfield playmaker, averages 17 yards per catch. Um, I don't think that's for the full year, for the full career, but that's that's what he was at. That He's a guy that can – look, when Ben Johnson pulled us aside at the combine and said, I want a big guy who can make catches in the red zone and stretch the field vertically, that's DJ Chark. Uh, now, if he's healthy, great. And it's a great deal. They, they put it as a, a one-year deal, but there's two void years on it which pushes some dead cap back, which we were just talking about with the, the Stafford extension, that that's sort of what the, the NFL is doing because the cap's going to go up. Everything that I've heard from both inside and from, from Jacksonville is that this is a guy, he wants to play his year out, but he wants to stay in, in Detroit. And it's one of those deals where if they like what they see and he's staying healthy by the middle of October, they can be like, hey, you know what? Let, let's sign you for three more years. Let's let's push those void years. Let's just make them into regular years and give you more money. And we're fine with that. And I, that'd be great. That, that's the best case scenario is that he would he would convert the one-year deal with the void years into a three-year deal with no void years. Give him another $20, $25 million. You can afford that if you're the Lions. And that you've got, you've got a downfield playmaker who makes you a lot better in the red zone and a guy who fits in with the the corporate culture that you want. And that's, that's exactly yep. like, that's been a big theme in free agency is that they are establishing 
guys that they want, guys who they know fit in well. Um, and to be frank, this is the only outsider really that they have because the other guy that they brought in knows Dan Campbell well, knows Aaron Glenn well. So it's not like they've taken big risks here, but this, this is their one step out. Now I'll say this, and I said it in the little video that I did the other day. If this deal reminds you of Tyrell Williams last year, you're not wrong. But I will say that there's a lot more in the tank with DJ Shark and what he offers specifically to this offense than what Williams did. And his history of injury isn't nearly as vast or extensive as what uh, what Tyrell's was. So I, I get why people would be like, I don't know, man. Like, can we trust this guy to play 17 games? Well, no, not really. But it's more trustworthy than it was with Tyrell Williams. And it's also – it's a friendly enough deal where it's not, it's not a huge swing and miss if you do miss. And I, I, I like it. I, I, I wish they had more of them, but I'm, I'll take this one. Yeah. More swings and misses or more swings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm good. Um, yeah, no, no. I think, I think this, this shark thing is a really, really good deal. He's one of the guys that I pointed out earlier ahead of free agency as, as a potential. I love how much money we got him for. I absolutely yeah. love this contract. When you're seeing some of these other guys go, for the amounts of monies they are and monies <laughs> amounts of money that they're going for. It needs an S it's so much it, the amount of amount of monies that they're getting. It's in their getting less than half of what they paid Christian Kirk to replace him on the roster. And DJ shark is a better player than Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then here you go. You got Brandon. If, if shark is Watson, then let's get to, and, and I'm not, I'm not out on that. And that's one of the things here I think you get with with Chark is um, you get a real opportunity to have a guy who can do a little bit of mentoring. He's been around a long, around long enough to help you. If he's only good for a year and he's hurt, he's he's a good bridge receiver, if you will. You get 10 games out of him, we'll say. Okay, and then he gets hurt. Okay, that's fine. And, he, and, he, and he's not someone you want to bring back. And I'm making up the scenario. I'm not saying that that's the case. But if you wind up in that scenario, you've got your draft picks this year and they get a year of working with him and in this system and, and be able to step up. Cause I believe we're going to pull two wide receivers this year. Absolutely out of this draft. I agree with that. They're, they're certainly getting one. Um, somebody asked me the other day, like, what are you going to do with the top three picks? And I said, I don't know in what order they're going to be, but they're going to get a pass rusher, a safety and a wide receiver with their top three picks. Um, and the, the first pick won't be a wide receiver because there's not a wide receiver that belongs in the top 15 of this draft. But 32, 34, maybe even drop down to 66 if you get excited about somebody else in that range. You're getting a a guy who should be expected to contribute heavily, if not start all 17 games for you as a rookie at wide receiver in that range. Yep, absolutely. All right. The next guy, and I don't have contact contract details. I don't know if they've been released. The thing is, what happened, the reason we're doing this on Saturday, and I kind of like doing a Saturday show, to be honest with you, but the reason we're doing this on on, Saturday. Yeah. I I was out. I found out on Wednesday night afternoon last week that I was going to be out all this week and I flew out Monday and it was a hell trip. It was, I've never had everything go wrong in travel and it literally every step of the way was wrong. Uh, And then I, the only time I had like where I could choose what I was going to do was when I was sleeping my five hours a night. That was it. it there was like all day Whoa. meetings. And then there was the, the, the dinners at night. And, and it, look, I'm not whining about that because it's good food and drinks and all that kind of stuff. Although it still works. So you got to be on, you know what I mean? And you got to do it right. Um, you can't be the first one to leave and everybody else lives yeah. there so they can just whatever. Right. I mean, it's just like, uh, finally someone leaves. It's like, Oh my, look at the time. And then race back, get to sleep. I didn't like, I was, 
I, I'd flip through Twitter a little bit, flip through the, the Slack a little bit. It, I was out this week. I was out of touch with everything in the world. So I've done this, you know, catching up with my family, catching up with football, cramming here. So I'm going to need your help. Garrett Griffin, tight end, blocking tight end for, for New Orleans. I got some some good info on him. Do we have any contract details? What did he cost? I can't imagine it was that much. He's like, what, 850 grand for the, the Saints in his last contract for his one-year deal? Yeah, so, so he is um, – the league minimum for his experience level is $1.08 million for a year. So that's that's and I would expect it to be really close to that because this is a league minimum type player. This is not an impact player. This is competing with Shane Zilstra and Jared Pinckney and Brock Wright to be the number two tight end. He is a blocking tight end, but there's a catch with that. He's a run blocking tight end. He cannot pass protect to save Jared Goff's life. So th- th- this is a this is a very specific type of player he's going to play 10 to 20 snaps or whoever's in that role is and he could be he should probably be considered the front runner at it this is a guy who's caught five passes in five nfl seasons now he missed one year with an injury he missed half of another year with another injury he was on the practice squad more than he wasn't over the first three years of his career uh so this is a guy you know that came out of air force like if you know air force's offense triple option your tight ends, they don't catch the ball. I think he had 38 catches in college. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is a blocker. This is a, a very specific run blocker. He goes out and he engages the linebacker on the strong side of the field. And that's all he does. Like he doesn't do anything else. He catches, I think he caught five passes last or four passes four. last year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and that's four targets, like, four he, receptions. One and he's one. not running routes. He is out there like, Oh my God! I'm the fifth option. I'm the only one open. Let me let me get the ball. That that that's what he is. So if, if like curb your enthusiasm about like like this is he's he's a quality player of what he does, but what he does is a very limited scope. And I, I talked to a friend of mine who covers the Saints. He said uh, you you won't notice him on special teams, which I guess is both a plus and a minus. Mm-hmm. Like okay, he's not going to be the guy that like gets get Jack Fox hammered or gets a field goal blocked, yeah. but he's also not a guy who's going to run down and make a lot of tackles for you. So uh, as a pass blocker, look, I'm, I'm looking at his PFF stats here on our PFF premium stats. Um, and I even I'm, I'm guessing they're not good in pass protection. Well, here's the funny part. He's got a couple of games. He got tore up against Carolina at Carolina, but Brian Burns. He, he's got an 82.4 grade in pass blocking against Buffalo. Right. Um, 71 against uh, Dallas against Tampa Bay. He had the full game. He had a really good game against Tampa. He was 74.5 pass box, 74 overall rating uh, against Tampa. Um, Atlanta, he did well. Uh, New England, he did well. The Giants, he did well. All over 70s, at least, you know, something and higher Uh, against Green Bay. He did well. Um, again, okay. Dallas, Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Seattle did well in all those games. He had a tough time. Carolina, he just got destroyed at Philadelphia. He got he got beat up pretty hard with a twenty one, and at the Jets, he got beat up. All away games is it were his bad games. Interestingly yeah. enough, he got beat up. With Jets the, actually had a decent defensive line. They didn't have a great pass rush, but they did have a good defensive line. So I I kind of get that. Look, this uh, like I said, this, this is a very niche player. This is not a player that's going to be a full time player. This is 
And this is number like the other, the other thing that I noticed about him when I watched him a little bit, he can back up Jason Cabinda. Like if Cabinda as your fullback gets hurt for two or three games, he can go play that role for you in a pinch too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think what you're going to find is he is definitely going to step up with um, Hank Fraley. And, and his tutelage as, as, as a blocker, both run That's and right. pass blocker. Um, we've seen him pull stuff together. Like, we'll talk about some of the guys they signed. They got Ryan McCollum back, who I think I, I love that we re signed him. I really do. Even though he had a tough go out there, he's a, he's a good kid with a lot of te- potential and he's going to, he's going to be something right. Um, so anyway, that's, that's where we're at. And with that, I think we're in good shape. Um, as far as this guy, he's, he's got, he look, he's not there to catch balls. He's nope. there. He's there to pass, protect, and run, protect, run, block, and that's what he's going to do. And um, you know, you got Hawkinson for catching that ball. That's that. And and we'll see how that plays out. We'll see where it, we'll we'll see where this lands. Um, he's another he's another option. So uh, it's, it's a very low, it's a very low risk, low reward signing. Yep. Basically, yep. like this this is a guy that can come in and if they cut him, if they find somebody better, or if, you know, he's not doing well in mini camp, like, like when Jesse James came in and God forbid, what's his name? Logan Thomas, like blew him away from the very first practice. Like it's not going to be painful to cut this guy. If he sucks, like he wants with Jesse James, like there's, there's a lot less on the line with that. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. So here we go. Uh, We'll move on. What else do we have going on as far as that's all the players from other teams? That's it. Yep. That's it. Yep. We we got, let's see, restricted free agents, re-signed Jason Cabinda, Evan Brown, CJ Moore, and Josh Woods. Um, re-signed players. And this is something we'll talk about a little bit because there's some, you know, some t- there's talk around this. Josh Reynolds, Tim yeah. Boyle, Ryan McCollum. Love having him back. Like I said, Rashad Berry, Al- Alex Ancelone. Get it right. Hi. I can't believe he's back. Tracy really Walker can't. is back. That's a love story right there. Sean Dion Hamilton, I know you're in love with him. You saw a lot of good I stuff from him. Jalen Elliott, Charles Harris, what a great story. Charles Harris, that's, and I'm thinking that DJ Chark could be a similar story to Charles Harris at a different level, right? In a different position where he comes and he balls out because this is the kind of team he wants to be here. This coaching staff is a, is, is a coaching staff that will get the most out of him. You may see him step take it to the next level and be able to play out the year and get that, that longer contract. That's what I'm hoping. I think everybody on the team is hoping that with uh, DJ Chark, but we've seen it with Charles Harris. I think we can see, see it with him as well. We got Cleef Raymond back and David Blau. They re-signed him. I can't believe that. That's interesting. So we got Boyle and that, back. That's that, that and both that and Anzalone were, uh, were straws that broke my camel's back. <laughs> Quite frankly, I was not thrilled with either one of them. Not that I dislike either of them, mm-hmm. But that was uh, I, I, I don't get it. I don't. I, I still don't. Um, especially with Blau. Like this is a guy you were completely unwilling to play him last year in a time of desperation. It's not like there were a lot of people beating down his door to sign him. What's the point of signing him? I, I don't care if it's the league minimum for his experience. There's it's pointless, Chris. I don't. I don't get that one at all. I really don't. All right, uh, exclusive rights, Scott Daly, Jack Fox, Mark Gilbert, Juju Hughes. Uh, no, not Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Godwin Igwebuke. Igwebuke. God, I am terrible. Thank you. Tom Kennedy, Tommy Kramer, Jesse Lemonier, Matt Nelson. Yep. 
Matt Nelson. Lemon ear, which is weird. Yeah. This should be lemon ear. <laughs> Matt Nelson is back. There, there was another one. There was Corey Lemonier at Auburn. And I do think you're right. I think it's Jesse Lemonade. Yeah, and they're not related, but they have the same spelling for the last name, but they pronounce it differently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Nelson's back. I love that. Bringing him back. I like Matt Nelson a lot. I think he's 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 great in his role. Riley Patterson, Anthony Pittman, Bobby Price, and Brock Wright out there. Superstar tight end, Brock Wright. Um all right, so let's go. Um, what else we got here? Jalen Reeves may have been gone to the Texans. That's a, that's a little bit of a drag because I thought he he had he had an opportunity coming or a potential to to help us out. But uh, I wish him the very best. I like Jared. He's, he's, a, he's a good guy, but he is the reason why you wanted better linebacker play. Why everybody wants to draft. Nicobe Dean or whoever at number 32, because that guy specifically stunk at his job. That's why everybody wants to get better at linebacker was because he and Anzalone were not good enough. Right. They brought Anzalone back. They let Reeves Maven walk. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So we've got that. Uh, let's see other roster moves. Uh, Trey flowers. No longer Gone. with the team. And uh, it, it was kind of crappy how he was treated on Twitter. I was I was really disappointed. He was. You know what I mean? He's he look, it's not his fault he got hurt. It's not his fault that he came as part of, as the signature piece of the Patriot way. And people are gonna hold that against him because he's forever tied to Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Yep. That's not his fault. That's a good football player who was somewhat miscast in a terrible defensive scheme. Uh, I, I think wherever he winds up, I think he's going to have a really good year. I mean, I don't think it's going to be back in, in New England, by the way. It doesn't sound like they have a lot of interest in bringing him back, which is interesting to me. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I will like I like that guy. I, I like what he did in the locker room. I thought even though he was a he was from a different culture than what than what the the Holmes and Campbell regime are. I thought he did a very good job of trying to acclimate himself to that and exert his own leadership within that structure. I think he did a pretty good job with that. It didn't show on the field, obviously, and he was horribly overpaid for what he contributed. But that's not a bad guy. And that's not a bad football player. Yeah. All right, and then we have uh, unsigned Tyrell Crosby, Joel Heath, Kaderil Hodge. Please don't sign him. Dean Marlowe and uh, Nick Williams. Uh, you can get all this information very quickly if you go to Lions Wire. Check it out. Um, the tall man writes there, and uh, you can look up for all the stuff from El Jefe. The, Jeff, the Razor Risden. Razor. <laughs> razor. Wow. Like Razor Ramon? Rest the, in peace. Uh, maybe I'll call you the Riser. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there you go. He's, you know, Riz. He's Riz the Riser. He's just like. I don't know, Viagra. So, yeah, good stuff over there at Lions Wire. Check that stuff out always. We're trying, man. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lionor of Douchebagia. I was under the impression they're transitioning Boyle into coaching. I hadn't heard that. Had you heard that, Riz? No. Unfortunately, they like him a lot. They like his skills a lot. Yep. Um, maybe that was said with sarcasm in the Kellen Moore role. I hope not. But uh, oh. they, they, He's just he's just wow. not good, and I don't understand why they brought him back either. And Blau, like yeah. again, so here it is. It's Blau, not Boyle. Purpose? It was it what was Blau. It was oh Blau. yeah, Blau. Yeah. Sorry, I was. Yeah. I, she 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 was she meant she not Boyle. She meant Blau or he. Blau could be, but again, this is a guy who was going to be unsigned in August. There's no reason to sign him now. It's not like any other team was was beating on his agent's door, like creating a sense of urgency. This is the last used car on a lot that's out of business, and 
they they brought him back for whatever reason. I I don't get it. I don't like it. Nothing against David Blau. Uh, I, I like the guy personally, but they've pretty much told you that they think he can't play based on last year when, when golf was out, Boyle was obviously incapacitated with his thumb injury and they didn't even give block first team reps in practice that week. That says a lot about how they thought about, about David Blau at the time. And now, Oh, we got to have him back. I, I don't get that one. I don't. Nope. Nope. (laughs) So there you go. All right. We got that going on. A lot of, a lot of stuff there in, in free agency, a lot of movement, but, no, no, it's not a lot of movement. There's a lot of frustration. It's not. That's the thing. It's all internal other than shark and, and a, a possible blocking tight end. Yep. Like that's, that's all we got. Like not, we're not shopping for safeties. We're not shopping for good tight ends. Oh, no offense. Yeah. We're not shopping for quarterbacks. We're not shopping for linebackers in a bumper crop of linebackers that are out and still out there. Mm-hmm. The Lions haven't shown a, a one iota of interest in signing any of them. No. Well, no, got we'll, room. we'll talk about that here. Okay. Um, let's talk about two people that folks are going to say uh, are big misses. Right. And, and I was, when we didn't get them, I thought it was strictly a numbers game until you saw the contracts. And then it was like, wow. So the two names, of course, Marcus Williams, and Allen Robinson. Marcus Williams signed a five-year, $70 million deal. He's only 25. That takes him to 30. 14 million a year basically is the basic numbers. I'm not going to go into the capology of all this stuff of any of these deals. We're just going to work with the big numbers. Uh, and Allen Robinson, three years, 46 and a half million. That takes him to 32, which is a little bit there up there at 15 and a half million a year. Neither of those price tags are crazy, are they? Less than expected, and I can tell you, and I got this verified from somebody uh, who covers the Jets, the Jets offered Marcus Williams significantly more than that. He wanted to play for, I don't know if he wanted to play for Baltimore specifically, he wanted to go somewhere where he thought he could win right away. Baltimore's a fair bet at that. Um, I know they're a last place team last year, but uh, they they got Lamar Jackson, they got a great head coach, They, they suffered through a terrible rash of injuries much like detroit did last year and uh he's going to be a very good fit for them and i would have loved him in in detroit at the at the deal that they that the ravens got him for if he would have come to detroit for that home run deal but it sounds like that if the lions and i don't know if the lions offered him that deal or not or what the jets offered him or not um the, the numbers that i heard from the jets were significantly higher than that and that was I don't want to say it was confirmed, but it was certainly um, validated by someone. Yeah. So like, yeah, that, that's exactly what I heard, too. The same numbers that I did. For, and, and I don't think we're talking to the same people. Uh, the fact that he did Baltimore, you know what? And, and we had this discussion in the Slack a little bit. Sometimes guys, they want to play for a winner. Like, you, you can't some change guys, that. Some guys ring whore. Some guys check yep. whore. Right. And that's that. Yep. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not going to fault anybody for wanting to win and not choosing Detroit because the legacy of winning, quite frankly, isn't there. We, we talk about this all the time. That's what, <laughs> like if, if you're looking to join a winner, you're going to join the Baltimore Ravens before you join the Detroit lions. Yep. Now that that's not going to appeal to everyone. Like some people are going to be like, I want to be part of the, the group that pushes this lion team over the top and makes them a winner. Yep. 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 That's not who Marcus Williams is apparently. 
that for whatever, look, he certainly would have been a great fit. He's a perfect fit for Aaron Glenn's defense. Mm-hmm. He proved that in new Orleans, but we, we can't get too frustrated about it because if the lions did offer him something, it clearly wasn't something that was going to wow him enough to, to, to take him away from Baltimore. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's there's it a is, couple things that work, right? Number one, you came off a three win season straight up, right? Yep. I will tell you the front office and the coaches uh, the coaching staff of this team has done everything everything in their power to make Detroit a good landing spot for any kind of player except the ring war. All the, the only thing they're waiting for now and the thing it's going to take now is time. The team has to get better. They have to draft well and that's I think I think this actually this this free agency period was a little bit of a learning experience for Brad Holmes as a GM to recognize that you know what and he made and and, and to make choices. I'm going to have to grow this team through the draft. I'm going to have to do it the old-fashioned way before we start bumping into these 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 players like Marcus Williams or A-Rob. It's what we're going to have to do because these guys, especially Allen Robinson, he's a guy late in his career. He just wants to win at this point. He's You know how frustrated he's, he is in Chicago. Look at where he's been with yeah. all of the quarterbacks that he's had to deal with. Good yeah. Lord. Wish him well, man. He joined, a, he joined the defending champs. That's ring whoring. And you know what? I don't blame him. No. I don't fault guys that have been in his situation for going for the ring. No. Yep. 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 So, I mean, that, that, that is what it is. Our front office did everything they could except overpay and the discipline in doing that. And then, and the ability, look, DJ shark, did they, did they settle? Maybe a little, we'll see, we'll see how it turns out, but they got a guy at a point of need. We need a blocking tight end. We've got that. We weren't going to go out there and pay these outrageous sums for some of these players we'll draft especially like wide receivers we'll draft them we'll draft them that's not a problem we'll draft we'll draft a safety we're we're, we're drafting an off-ball linebacker (laughs) yeah and we'll draft we'll draft a safety we're okay we'll be fine and you know what we'll go we'll we'll be six to nine or ten win team this year you're just the only thing i will push back on is is that you're putting an incredible amount of pressure on your draft picks to all hit and all hit right away. Mm-hmm. And that's not realistic in the NFL. Yes. And I know, I know a lot of people are drunk on the Kool-Aid of, of how well Brad Holmes drafted in the first year. Well, we said, we've said that it, we've got to see him do it again, right? You need, you need two dots to make a straight again. line. Like, but the other side of it is, is um, we played, we had the highest rate of injury of every team in the NFL last year. So a lot of these guys that we're signing that are coming back are guys that were good enough to play, but didn't. And we showed how well we did, albeit three wins, but guys like Jerry Jacobs, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it away. I haven't done it with him in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'll just I'll just stop at Jerry because he's the he's the best guy in the world, right? He's, no, he's an absolute like, superhuman. A lot of great guys came up out of nowhere and played well. And we started looking and finding talent where we didn't have it, and a lot of guys got hurt. Guys like Craig Reynolds, guys like Khalif Raymond, yep, guys like that. You know, our, our rotating kickers. We found we found a good kicker. You know, that he'll be back. Like that, that's good. I'm good with that. We got three <laughs> picks in the top 34. That's pretty good. Those three guys yeah. should all hit. They should all hit unless you screw up your draft, right? But the, and that, that's the pressure that you're taking in not addressing anything in free agency other than one spot is that you have to hit those draft picks. You cannot miss. And the other thing is because you need these guys to be good pretty quickly, you can't like, like David Ojabo 
from Michigan. Oh, Tore his God. Achilles we, at his just, pro day. Can we just have a moment of silence for his paycheck? What a what a terrible deal. What a terrible but deal. There is no chance now that the Lions can take a risk on a guy like that. No. Because he can't. They can't because they cannot miss and they cannot wait a full year. And I know everybody's like, oh, Cam Akers came back in six months. That's a unicorn freak. That's not what you can expect. He's not going to play in 2022. If he does, don't expect a lot. The, the Lions aren't in a position to take a guy like that anymore. They, they've ruled that out by what they've done in free agency. But, but that's four and a half tenths of a percent. Okay, of the players in the draft, you missed out on David Ojabo, right. who wasn't in in really the kind of range where they were probably right. going to get but, him. But anyway. now you're looking at like, can, can you take Jameson Williams now, who's coming off of an ACL? Can you take George Pickens, who's coming off of an ACL and has had some other health issues? Nope. Can you take a guy? Well, not not that I would want him, and not that they need him, but a guy like Derek Stingley from from who's got a list Frank injury. Like you're you've limited your pool because you're only with you know. I don't you, think you, you limit yourself that bad. And and after after the um, oh god, what was his name? It's not Boyle. Um, who was the wide receiver we grabbed with the ACL? Then the other ACL? Then the oh god, Ryan Broyles. Broyles, thank you. That's, yeah. Now I, that's why I was going to say Boyle. Broyles, right? Is a great example. Yeah. I never, ever, ever, ever want to see this team take anybody with an injury uh, in uh, an injury history. Uh, right. Ever until Lewis, something Lewis is delivered. Was the same way. Lewis Delmas was a great player. Was, was for my money the best safety in that draft class when he was on the field. The problem yep. was he could never pra- he couldn't practice in college. Yep. And and you know again this team cannot take those risks anymore because they've been so wildly conservative in free agency. And and one other little thing that I want to say on that because I've got some a lot of people who are like you can't build. Through through just through free agency, you can't build through there. Who are they bringing back? Alex Anzalone, free agent uh, last year. Lee Raymond, free agent last year. Jamal Williams, free agent last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys that they're bringing back this year were free agents last year. They didn't build through that draft then either. Just be consistent about that if you're going to talk that nonsense, yep. please. Yep. <laughs> I think we. I think I think this team is on the road. We'll see the draft. We'll see. I, I'm not worried about what they did in free agency myself. It doesn't bother me. I, uh, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel um, threatened by it because, again, there's still cap clearance that needs to be done on this team. We're right. still feeling the effect of Bob Quinn and and the, the rest of the idiots that were. And, that, and were that, that that is the saving grace is that they haven't taken on bad contracts. Yep. That's not, and that's that's God bless. And, and it does give you flexibility, like. If you don't like what you've got out of the draft or if the draft doesn't fall the way you need it to, you do have some ability to go out and get a free agent in June or July. Somebody who gets cut from another team. That's how they wound up getting Romeo Aquara, which I think we're all excited about him coming back this year. Like they're going to have that flexibility. But the message that you're sending now is that you don't think that. And and this is what and I got this message loud and clear and I know a lot of people agree with me, and I know a lot of people think I'm full of crap, too. Mm-hmm. But the, the message that they've sent thus far in free agency is that last year's team had enough talent. Like, we're not acquiring talent now because we think that what we had last year, if you add three or four draft picks to it, it was good enough. That's not good enough for me. I'm sorry. I'm not buying that. And if they're going to keep selling that, I'm still not going to buy it. They, they've got to show a little bit more – 
Like, again, that, that's one of the reasons why the David Blau signing bothered me so much. That's one of the reasons why Alex Anzalone bothered me. Everybody, look, I hate linebackers. Everybody knows that. I want better linebackers than we had last year. Why? Because the guys who were here sucked. Anzalone was one of them. He was the ringleader of the suck. Oh, Him and Dalen Reese-Maven were both not good enough. That's why we want new linebackers. So don't praise them when they bring that crap back. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know that I would say he he sucked. I think That was a very appropriate ad that came out. <laughs> I think I think when Jamie Collins was here, he was te- he was terrible. And 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 look, he, he was he was not ideal. I I get that. But the one of the things that's I think very realistic about uh this this team and the rebuild and how you approach it. Okay. And this is kind of the one of the tells, if you will, for the behind the scenes conversations kind of that kind of have us to this place. We had a team that was ready to win when Quinn took over, supposedly. Um, we had, a team, that was, we had yeah. a team that was ready to take the next step when Caldwell was here. And it just got it, the whole thing. I mean, it, it got disintegrated to garbage right in the end. Right. And I think the thinking is, and, and this is the, here's part of the giveaway, the six year contracts that uh, coach coach Campbell and, and uh, Brad Holmes got, they understand that this is going to take a while and they're not going to go throw a bunch of money out at guys that aren't going to be able to do to help that aren't going to be able to help move the needle over time. They're building foundational pieces. Allen Robinson at 15 and a half million dollars. Hey, that's cool. That that's, that's the, you know, that's a, that's a good thing, but that's three years. Where's this team in three years? We're going to be needing a new replacement for Allen Robinson. Who's a key player. You're going to have to sign somebody for a bunch of money at that point, or you're going to hope you draft. Well, and I keep in mind also the timetable with that. You're signing Amon Ross St. Brown to a second contract. You're signing exactly. a lot of the guys who stood out last year to new contracts. You're signing Panay Sewell, who will be on a fifth year option, but you don't want to get that far. Sign them now. So you lock it in. That's, that's, that's part of it. And I, I it's do. The, I, it's I get, a longer term view. Right. And yeah, I think I, I think Brad team, a lot of credit for that. He's got that long-term view. Very good. I just worry that he's overlooking the short term. I think you're going to see um, some significant changes in how they handle the, um, uh, the, the free agency next year, because we're going to be closer. And we're going to be looking for guys that will be able to contribute when it when it really starts to matter. I think right now we're building out this team and putting the guys there. And then we'll be able to draw in the free agents. Because, again, we couldn't have pulled in Marcus Williams, obviously. Even with money. If the Jets can't get him, the Lions aren't going right. to, right? Right. I mean, exactly. end, end yeah. of story. So that's not going to happen. Allen Robinson, for $15 million a year, we would have signed him. Fifteen and a half, we would have signed him. He didn't want to come here. Whether they, you know, exactly. that, that leaked out or not. Yep. That's just the way it is. You don't have the options available to you in free agency to make those kind of moves. It doesn't. It, you got a couple of guys. You grab a hold of it. You move on. You 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 pull up your bootstraps. You cinch up your panties and big move forward. That's the end of the story. So yeah, free agency was a little tough as far as not signing. It wasn't super exciting. But for these guys, I think this is the right move. Frankly, I think it's going to help clear up a bunch of the cap issues, which is going to give them all kinds of freedom next year. I think they're going to be able to grab guys that build out the team with the type of personality that they want, the type of player, uh, the grit that they want, the dedication that they want, that's going to help them build that culture and build that team into what they want. Okay. we got a question here from soccer wizard, nine seventy five. before I get to that, I want to really quick, we're going to be moving the stream to 4k. 
We're going to go 4K instead of this 1080p. You're going to see all the pores on Riz's face. we got all kinds of good stuff coming up uh, with that. It's an expensive proposition, though. There's a new streaming PC. There's some cameras. There's a bunch of other stuff that has to go. Um, we're, we're, we're using Super Chat to fund that. Um, and, and basically... You know, we're looking at you guys. So anytime you guys can throw some money at us in Super Chat, it's it's like an over $3,000 deal. So uh, if you can put that together and help us out in the Super Chat, we appreciate it. Uh, we're not going to use that for the, uh, we're not going to use a lot of the other stuff. We're going to use the Super Chat because we got a lot of audio listeners. We we have like four times the audio listeners than we do the the video people. But uh, the audio people, they don't get to see my beautiful face and my terrible hair. So just, I'm happy about that. You're, you're really not missing anything today. I'm in a aquamarine hotel room. Uh, with, with bad curtains and a loud fan. Chris Mason <laughs> says go down to 240p. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. So anyway. Upgrade my makeup budget. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot that goes into this. We appreciate that. Uh, everything that you guys uh, do in supporting the show. So if you can help us out, those super chats are we're, we're putting those together to help. Uh, uh, the stream is the big one. And the reason we started thinking about that is we now have two gigabit internet available here on the fiber. So we're ready to, to put some stuff just but expensive expensive so off we go okay let's get into the question that i moved off the screen like an idiot it was a question for about how i would handle the linebacker situation without bringing anzalone or jrm back yes um there are a plethora of really good better than those guys linebackers who are still out there nick kwiatkowski is one of them Mm -hmm. um anthony walker was one of them he he has re-signed somewhere else like Miles Jack was one. Um, I'm not a particularly Miles Jack fan. And Joe Schobert is out there. Joe Schobert is a better player than Alex Anzalone. You'll get him for the same amount of money. I I don't. It's nothing against Anzalone. Like I I, I like the guy personally. I, I I actually asked him a question at the press conference this week, which is out of character for me because I wanted to talk to him and I thought he gave a great answer and I like him in the locker room, but I'm not paying for that. Like I want somebody who's better than him. And the other thing, this is a loaded, loaded draft class. I can find you a good NFL starter at number 66 overall. No, and, and a variety of different ones. Damone Clark, Troy Anderson. There, there's a lot of them. Uh, Channing Tindall from Georgia, who, who Kelvin Shepard worked out this week. All of those guys are better than either one of Anzalone or JRM this year. Cheaper. Give me that. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Uh, I have to shout out Pat D. Brother, you the man. $100 super chat. Help us. Pat, Pat is the man. He yeah. absolutely is the man. Much love, man. Really, really yeah. appreciate that Seriously. very much. Um, wow. All right. Um, let me ask you about a guy. He's, he's, I don't know. He's not a linebacker, but, I mean, we're talking about the front seven kind of thing. What about Daniel Hunter? Available still on free agency, right? Still unsigned out there. Wants some money. Um, he's 27. So what are you going to get four or five years out of him still? Four years. So, and, and well, the, the iffy thing is there, okay, he's at the weird age where you've either got to overpay him a lot to keep him a long time or you sign him for one or two years so he can get another deal. And, and that's sort of up to him and his agent on what, what strategy they want to pursue on that. I don't know which, which one they want to do with that. But if you can get him for two years, $25 million, probably up to, and probably based on the market rate, he's probably closer to two years, 30 million. Is he, is he better than who you're going to draft at number two rushing the passer right now? Yes, he is. 
<laughs> Give me that. And then, then I can take that. I can take Kyle Hamilton without remorse at number two. And I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question for you, Riz. Uh, th- ah, Thunder C. Smith. I love your name and I can't say it because they kill us in the monetization thing. Uh, so, Jeff, if you think that third round LBs in this draft are better than our current starters, don't you think Holmes is thinking the same thing? No, he's not because he signed them back. The only hope I have, as you mentioned earlier, Sean Dion Hamilton, that guy was running with the ones ahead of Anzalone last year in training camp and looked good at it, by the way, was the best coverage linebacker in training camp until he got hurt. And it wasn't particularly close. I like bringing him back a lot. That, again, is why, look, look, as long as he's healthy, and you assume he's healthy because they signed him to a contract, that's why signing Anzalone to me is superfluous. Again, was there a great clamoring for Alex Anzalone's it's, services? It's Anzalone. Get it right. Anzalone. Anzalone. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, look, again, good guy. And, and like, I, I thought he played a lot better once Jamie Collins quit getting in his way. Mm-hmm. But you can find guys like that for a lot cheaper than what you're paying him in the third or fourth round of the draft. Yeah. That, that's, by the way, that's where he came from. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you think about Daniel Hunter? Are you in or out? Let's just really quick. What do you think? I would do it. Yeah. I would because I think I think he's an impact player. Yep. And and he fills the role that you needed Trey Flowers to play last year. And that takes some pressure off. If you want to draft Kyle Hamilton, if you want to, God forbid, draft Malik Willis at number two or Matt Corral at 32 and then build around that. Yep. Yep. Um that, that guy, look, he's he's he is I don't want to say that he's a, a, how do I phrase this? He's not the easiest guy to coach. And, but it's not necessarily like, it's not like, it's not a Baker Mayfield deal. It's not a Aaron Rodgers deal. He's not a bad human being. He's just a little peculiar. Mm-hmm. Like, like he does things on the way that Daniel Hunter wants them done. Right. And most of the time that's perfectly in line with what your coaches want. But there every, every now and then, He's going to like, you've got your defense set up where he's designed to hold the outside edge and rush off that. And he's instead going to loop inside and leave a big hole in the outside. So that's what he does. And he's, he's really, really, he's a very good player. He is a 12 to 15 sack player when he's healthy. And the Alliance absolutely need that because look, I like, I like Romeo Okora a lot. He ain't that guy. guy. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. Um, Really quick, let's talk about one of our faves and the big helper and lover, lover, lover of the show, uh, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get hooked up with the best CBD products out there. Help your head, pain, anxiety, insomnia, all taken care of the natural way with CBD. They have really, really great products out there. It's Diamond CBD. I've had a lot of people that have gone out to the other purveyors of, of, of CBD products. And I, they've told me it's not as good. It's not as good. They go back to cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com and get their goods. Uh, it's it's legal in all 50 states. It's great stuff. Takes care of you. I'm telling you, I use the cream for my after my workouts when I'm sore and hurting. And, and, it, and, and you know, you get in that space where it's like, ah, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. And then you up the weight and it's like, oh, God, you know, boom, it takes care of it. It takes care of it for real. All natural good stuff. Also, look, if you're looking for a buzz, the Delta 8 or if Delta 8 isn't legal in your state, you've got the active CBD, which are which will give you a nice long. How many do you need to eat, Riz? How many should you eat the first time? 
One and only one. One, Greg. One. <laughs> Too many folks have reported back losing a couple hours or a night because they took one, they ate one, and then a couple, you know, hour later, hour and a half later, like, I don't think I'm feeling it. Maybe it's not working. I'm going to eat another one. <laughs> and then off goes the rocket. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Really good stuff. And, you know, sometimes. You just need something to clear your head and kind of back out of the daily grind and get yourself in reset. And that's a, that's a good thing to do. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Set yourself up. Get the good stuff. And if you use coupon code LIONS, you'll get 50% off. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Thank you all for listening in. All right. Um, what positions would you be looking for at, or would you be looking at for July veteran signings, Riz? I still want a tight end. I want a veteran tight end who can play. Um, there, there's going to be a lot of them out there. The market's still somewhat out there with it. I wouldn't mind going after a slot receiver, a, a, a quicker than fast type of slot receiver. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to draft one because like Cole Beasley's out there. Um, a guy like that is perfect for what they need because then he can play that allows Amon Ra to go outside if you need him to. It mitigates the need for a a slot tight end other than TJ Hawkinson. And I, I like that idea a lot. So a guy like that would be somebody inexpensive but can go out and catch you what, what you're just paying Khalif Raymond to do, even though Khalif Raymond wasn't good enough at his job, and that's why you signed DJ Shark. That's another signing I don't get. Look, I love Khalif Raymond. I, th- I think he was great last year. I think he was a one-year wonder as, as if he's doing anything other than returning punts next year, I'm going to be a little upset because the wide receiver room needed to get better. Where did it need to get better at specifically his position? I, that's another reason. Look, it's I nothing in our personally, to be honest, but <laughs> I, I, I don't get that. I don't get that one. Chris, I don't I, I, like, again, we're, we're 10 other teams lining up to sign Khalif Raymond. Like that, that's when you can wait. Maybe. Okay. Maybe we don't get a guy in the draft and that's when we fall back on him. Yeah. I, they, I, they I were, don't get that one. But the, the, the fact is, I mean, you got 70 guys on the, on the roster. Now you're going to have 53. He's though. It's all structured. So easy to just wash away. You, you what you that's, did. That's, that's the saving grace. What, that's what, no, I'm no, not no, here's the saving it. grace. You bought into these guys. You're giving them their chance where other people weren't going to. Right. And you did it early. There's not, nothing. There's no real risk here for the Lions with these guys. But what they did is they gave these guys a vote of confidence. Right. That nobody else was going to give them. And that's how you build a culture and how you build a locker room. And I think that's where those signings are. They're brilliant. And then there's literally no effect if we cut them. I mean, I mean, almost literally. Right. I mean, it's it's nothing to, to, to cut these guys if you get something better. But the commitment you made to them and that they're locked in and they have that amount of um, um, certainty in their life going into it. That means a lot to them. A guy like Khalif Raymond, he 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 he's sitting on the end of a string up until July, right? It's like that's no good for him. It's a, if you do it now, what have you done? You've committed to him that we're going to give you your best shot, and we believe that you can do it. For a guy psychologically, for the culture in the locker room, for uh, you know, all you ever want is your chance. Whether it's sports, what no matter what you're doing, just give me a fair shot to show that I can do it. And these guys are getting that. And I think that's what the big payoff of signing these guys are because they're risk-free, but you've made that commitment psychologically to them. I don't disagree with a single thing you just said there. The only thing I would say is that you're also sending a message that last year's roster was good enough for you. And if that's if that's the case, 
that's a problem because that roster last year was not, even if everybody's healthy, was not good enough. So They've got that. to get better. They've got to actively try to get better than they were a year ago. And we haven't seen a lot of that yet. And I understand that frustration um, because I, I'm feeling it. Like look, I'm not, I'm not overly concerned. But like again, if they if they find somebody that better than Khalif Raymond, better than Alex Hansaloni, they're gonna. I don't I don't trust for a second. I, I don't distrust that they would make them. Like they're yep. okay, you're gone, and it didn't cost you much because they didn't sign bad contracts, which is awesome. Yep. And but is, I'm wor- I'm worried that they will be too loyal to players that aren't good enough. And in the grand scheme of things, Khalif Raymond's not good enough. Alex Anceloni, not good enough. Like th- these are not players that are going to be starting on playoff teams. Yeah. And that's that that that's my worry is that they're going to be overly loyal to that in the way that, <laughs> that Chris Ballard in Indianapolis has been to some players who are horribly overrated, but he loves them. And because Chris Ballard can apparently do anything that he wants in this town, I mean, Indy, um, it's, uh, it's okay. And it's not okay. That's one of the reasons why the Colts are underachieving. And I don't want to follow that roadmap. I, I get me on that off ramp. Get me, get me out of that freaking double, double roundabout thing that I had to get to, to get to my hotel. And <laughs> by the way, whoever designed the double two lane roundabout two in a row, right next to each other, they need to be hung by their scrotum from a flagpole. That's it's awful. So I'll, I'll I'll say the other side of the coin is, and I and I don't disagree with what you're saying. And and I see it. Uh, Tim Campbell in the in the chat at a point, talent has to outweigh culture. One hundred percent. I I agree yeah. with you. But but we watched that mantra in Bob Quinn of well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of a guy who's good and bring in somebody's who's worse, right? He didn't think so. He thought that that talent outweighed the shitty culture they were building on the team, right? I mean, 100%. We downgraded it so many positions under Bob Quinn. What we've done, and, and the idea, we stopped, we prevented a backslide, okay? This is, I, I think of this as a reinforcement, uh, a seawall, right? To stop it from encroaching upon what we've got. This isn't what we want to build or go forward with, but this is where we have our baseline, and now we're going to grow from here. Um, to create holes, and, and it does, again, there's no risk, to create holes like Quinn did and then have to fill them instead of growing what you have into, with, with quality players is not, obviously, is not a winning combination. You absolutely have to hit every single draft quit pick if you're Bob Quinn, and then even if you do, you still have so many holes that you haven't moved the needle. So I'm, I mean, again, you're gonna. A team is made up of a lot of good, decent players and a couple of dudes, right? And I think we're finding our dudes, dude theory, right? But we've yeah. got to keep. Uh, we can't go backwards from the baseline. So that's that's all I'm saying. And and the way these contracts are structured, again, it's good for the locker room. It's good for preventing that backslide, and it's good for now creating that foundation to escalate the 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 the, uh, the talent on the team. From I know I'm a, I'm a voice of one in the wilderness of people that are screaming, "We didn't do enough!" and "Oh, we resigned players," and everybody's having a freak out. I'm not, man. I'm pretty calm about this. I because there's no downside to signing these guys now. 
if we walk into the season and these guys are all our starters, that's a little bit of a different conversation, isn't it? But we've got a draft ahead of us. We've got still got free agency. I mean, there's like I said, Daniel Hunter's still out there. There's a lot of good players that are still there out are there. Good that should have been still out there for a few minutes, anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's good. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll see where there's at. I want to go on to the next thing because uh, there's two more topics we really want to cover here. Uh, the first one is well, no, the first point point five is Amazon Podcast.com. Anytime you go to Amazon, go to Amazon Podcast.com so you can get your stuff. Uh, we appreciate when you do that. Uh, it helps us out. It doesn't cost you any more. Just helps the show. All right. Um, I want to talk about the impact of free agency in the Lions draft. And this is one where, again, you're, you're thinking about uh, Hutchinson. I, I think everyone's agreeing right now. Hutchinson is going to be is going to be gone uh, at one to Jacksonville. Most people are saying that that's a big, that's a big shift. So now you have Thibodeau or Thibodeau and, um, and then Kyle Hamilton's really kind of fallen off the radar. You're, you're like, I gotta go edge. Gotta go edge. Not mine, baby. Um, what, what about this Daniel Hunter thing? Again, I'm with you. Pull the trigger, right? We pull the trigger on Daniel Hunter. Does that shut down the talk on Thibodeau or is the needs great enough? You got Orias, you got the Aquaras coming back, right? I mean, I think you move on at that point. You you you've plugged a hole, and that elevates the possibility for a Hamilton or somebody a different position at that level. Does that open right. door for Willis? It, I wouldn't, but it could. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard any sense of that at all, at all, from inside the Lions. But there are certainly outside forces that think that it's possible. Malik Willis's. So this came up this week in the Slack with Jalen, actually. Um, Malik Willis's odds to be the number two pick went got better. But the the choice for the first overall quarterback to be selected at what spot got worse. So that's telling you that they want you to think that Malik Willis is is in contention at number two, whether it's Detroit or somebody trading up for him. But the overall thing went from 9.5 to 11.5 to be the first quarterback taken. So that's a little, little, I would would be surprised. I'm never going to say never, Mm -hmm. but it would would surprise me. My thought is that they're choosing between Kayvon Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton, and Trayvon Walker as their three. And I've gotten various reinforcement on any or all of those from people. And, and personally, like if, if I were mocking it today and, and you told me that, that, uh, that Aiden Hutchinson is the number one pick right now, if I were doing my, my, what I think they're going to do mock, I would have Kayvon Thibodeau there, but that that's subject to change. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you've got Thibodeau as your guy. Do you think that they're going to grab number two? Overall? I, uh, and, and again, this is written in like number one pencil, like not even number two pencil, like the, the super light one that you, you used it to, to, you know, pre <laughs> when you're taking the SAT and you cheat a little bit, um, you use the number one pencil, then you fill it in with the number two later. <sighs> okay. Um, this is terrible. Got that somehow, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think my son got his for real. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, got, I, got, hey, I got it with some fun splits too. 800, 580. <laughs> 800 verbal 580 math. That was, that was fun. There you go. All right. Uh, we're really, back. We're getting, Robert Woods traded to the Titans. We're hearing there's, there's that. 
Okay. Uh, wow. So that's not surprising. Here's where I'm. Well, well that is a little bit surprising. Here's where Titans dump Julio Jones. Like Julio Jones, by the way, out there, not a guy that the Lions should have an interest in. I don't want them going out and signing every free agent. I want them to find guys that are young that have growth potential upside with 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 an affordable responsibility. But I also want them to be better than the guys that they're replacing um, who they resigned. Yeah, that's yeah. Well. fair, fair, fair. All right, I want to, I want to just really quick ask people: don't forget to please, please like, subscribe, and all that kind of stuff. Um, hit the the bell, all those things that really helps us out, helps us with the uh, the algorithm and all that kind of. I stuff. see a lot of people have subscribed while we're doing this, and we thank you for that. Thank yeah, you very much. It means a lot. I mean, even I mean, and we talk about the all the other stuff, you know, the the stuff, but really the the biggest thing you can do, it, well, the two biggest things you can do: subscribe and like. That's that's huge. But also, if you tell a friend about the show. That's the biggest compliment you can give us. Absolutely. hundred percent. All right. Um, so here's one of the things I want to talk about with, with Thibodeau um, Holmes. And this is, we this came to us from, um, from Twitter, but Holmes mm-hmm. values mm-hmm. a lot of the intangibles on film, sometimes more than the tangibles at the combine and so on. Right. Uh, Holmes really looks at the player. That's why, how we got Amon Ra, right? I mean, that's what he focused on. And Amon Ra wound up being a real gem, right? A real diamond in the rough uh, area of the draft there. Um, Campbell, he wants grit, hunger. He wants guys that are lunch pale going, giving it 110% every day. And then you get Thibodeau, and he's hot and cold. He looks like he maybe isn't trying all the time. He he comes to the combine, does some of it, then leaves. I mean, he's just a a, a quirky kind of cat. You know what I mean? He's almost taunting the NFL teams with with his approach at this point. And like you go to the combine and do that when you already got kind of a a, a character rap like that. You know you're costing yourself money. I mean, do you think? I, I just don't think that Holmes or Campbell are in on this guy. I just don't think that this is. I'm going to go back in time to another player that did that. And that's James Laurinaitis, who was a linebacker at Ohio state who was convinced he was a top 10 pick and he blew off the combine. Didn't interview with teams that were outside of the top 10. You know where he got drafted? Number 34 overall. (laughs) That's not going to happen with Thibodeau because he plays a, a more premium position and he's a, he's got, I shouldn't say he has better tape because Laurinaitis was a freaking animal, no pun intended, at Ohio State. But he's running a risk here that I – look, at minimum, Kayvon Thibodeau has gotten some wretched advice from whoever is advising, whether it's his agent, his family, or himself. And he needs to get that fixed because it is a problem. And that's absolutely sending the wrong message to people. As far as, like, not trying – I look at it like I, I've watched a lot of his games. I've watched them all, but I've watched enough. I think he's trying. I'm not sure that he's that good from play to play. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's a very hot and cold player. Um, there are there are games where he dominates. There are games where he's neutralized and doesn't really seem to have a plan on how to fix that. And I'm not sure that that's an effort as much as it's a skill. And that worries me, quite frankly, a little bit more that he's getting hyped up that much. Look, there's he's got a lot of really great film, and his splash plays are better than anybody else's in this draft that's a pass rusher. That's Boye Mafe, that's Jermaine Johnson, that's any of those guys. Like he's got that. But from a play-to-play basis, I don't I don't want necessarily want to question his effort as much as I question his effectiveness as a player. He he's not there yet. And I'm not sure that that's going to get fixed at the NFL level when he's going against a lot better players yeah. than, than the, the guy who from UCLA who couldn't move his right leg trying to block him yeah. or the guy from, uh, from Colorado who couldn't move a couple of years ago. Like 
this, the competition level is going up, man. And I, I, I'm not sold on his full tape. Uh, and again, it, it's more of a, it, it's not necessarily like technique. It's just for whatever reason, he's not great all the time. Yeah. And that, that's, that, that, I don't know what you do with that because his great is great. It's great. It's better than Daniel Hunter's, yeah. but it's not there all the time. No, no. And I don't know what you do with that. I really don't. We got uh, Scott uh, Itrich, I think. Uh, I'm sorry if I read that wrong. Everyone seems to say the combine doesn't matter and they're in athlete shape over football shape until they wait to fit a narrative. I'll tell you. That's not wrong. No, That's well, not wrong. Dude. Well, but, 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 and you're right. It's not. But this is all <laughs> part of an interview, a job interview. And as somebody who hires people, you know, and, and, and all the other stuff associated with, with managing groups of people, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that you have to give it all in an interview. If you're not going to give it all in the interview, there's no way you're walking into the job and giving it all. I just don't, I don't see that now understand I'm extra as fuck, right? I mean, that's, that's, I do everything. I mean, Riz knows, right. With, uh, with doing yeah. the podcast, yeah. yes, I do. traveling with the podcast, <laughs> right. The whole thing. But I do, I do that with everything. That's just who I am. Right. I'm Mr. Extra. Um, but it's done well for me. It served me pretty well. Right. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, if you listen to this, it served you well too. Right. That's right. <laughs> but, um, episode 400, right. <laughs> what the heck? But, um, you know, that's, that's just where I'm at. If you're showing up at a job interview though, and you're like, I'm not going to answer half the questions or whatever. That doesn't, that doesn't make me think that you're even there much less extra. So while and the, again, the, that, that, goes, what, that goes to the lack of preparation, like he's getting terrible handling. Is that going to change when he gets to the NFL? Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I can't bet on that. Yeah. I can't bet on that at two, but I just conversations that I've had with people lead me to believe that Brad Holmes does really like him. Yeah. Now it now does John Dorsey like him. Does Chris Spielman like him? Does Ray Agnew like him? That I can't answer to, but yeah, that that's, it, it, it would be well, like, I do, I do see why, why Brad would like him. And I see, I see where he fits in the defense very well. I do think he's better as a stand up outside linebacker in a three, four than he is in a four, three defensive end, which is what the Lions are going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather have Trayvon Walker personally, if I'm going for a pass rusher, I would much rather have Boye Mafe at 32 if he's there or a Jermaine Johnson at 32 or George Karloftis at 32 than I would Kayvon Thibodeau at two. But I get it. Like, I do. So if you missed our video from Colin last Monday um, about Boye Mafe and a couple other great video, great breakdown on those guys for sure. We've got some great stuff coming from Colin on Monday of this week as well. And Friday, my last week screwed up. We we should have had his stuff on Friday. We've got uh, his breakdown and analysis of Watson, Pickens, Austin, and Pierce at wide receiver. All guys the Lions could look at. All potential targets, all great, great pieces um, that could really fit the Lions well. You have a breakdown from Colin and on Monday, it's uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be great stuff. We're working to figure out how to get some film into those. Right now, what we're going to do is link out to some other uh, other channels that have film. As he mentions it, you know the little thing that's up so we'll, we'll 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 do that in the meantime. But the thing is, is they copyright strike that stuff, and then it really gets a pain in the ass. So we just want to make sure that we do it right. Used to work for draft breakdown, I can tell you they enforce that shit hard. Yeah. Oh, and they do. Yeah. 
Thank you, AI. <laughs> breakdown doesn't exist anymore. God bless it. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we'll have a great wide receiver breakdown on Monday. Watch the channel. Another reason to like, subscribe, and hit the bell. All right. Uh, quarterbacks. Lots of movement around the league. Let's just recap a couple of these really quick. Russell Wilson to the Broncos, leaving the Seahawks desperate for a quarterback. Potentially, could they move to number two? Because Houston wants a quarterback. We'll talk about why. <laughs> well, we know why. They already needed one. Um, Aaron Rodgers. He went to the Packers for a boatload of money. A boatload of money. Uh, Carson Wentz to the Washington Commodores. <laughs> the Washington Commodes. Commanders, they're Commodes. not the Commodores. That's Lionel Richie. Commodes. <laughs> and then uh, the big news that no one's heard about, uh, Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. Oh, Chris, okay. it dominated my last day and a half. The first uh, thing I want to do, just where it is, I'm going to go in deep, but I just want to start this off. We got a shot. I mean, he's so in on this. You guys ready? I mean, it's not even signed, but we've already got a, uh, a picture of Deshaun in his Browns jersey. We're going to bring it up. Sorry for the folks that are getting this audio wise. Uh, Riz hasn't seen this. This is much like we like we got Kenny Pickett's hands. We've got a picture right now of Deshaun in Cleveland. Here you go. And boom. Look at that, baby. Oh, oh It's better than the O.J. Simpson one, but not a lot. <laughs> a little bit of Bill Cosby head. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's terrorist. Terrorist, terrorist, So, yeah. So, my my Friday blew up. Because <laughs> I, I still do work for Browns Wire. Um, I wrote seven things there yesterday. Jared Mueller, who took over from me as a managing editor there, has written 22 things since Friday morning. We're recording this. It's, it's almost 8 o'clock Saturday night. I feel so bad for not having been able to help him today. But it's... Uh, it's wild to me. Soccer wizards they, saying throw the pudding pop. <laughs> like, and I, I'll be honest, I'm still conflicted about this. So I, I covered Deshaun in Houston when I was running the Texans wire. I've met Deshaun Watson. I've, I've talked to him. I liked Deshaun Watson a lot, a lot before all this happened. I wrote a story about him um, when Hurricane Katrina hit. He gave his first NFL paycheck to the cafeteria workers that work inside Reliant Stadium where the Texans train and play, and he did it with a smile. This is a guy who he, – he was he's a Warwick Dunn kid, like Warwick Dunn. You remember the, the running back? His, his, his mom, he does all the charitable things, buying houses for underprivileged. Deshaun Watson is one of those kids, and he has done a fantastic job of paying that forward and giving it back. Like this is one of the most charitable dudes in the NFL – so reconciling that Deshaun with the guy that's still facing 22 counts from of civil sexual infraction for the lack of a better specific term for it. I have a very difficult time reconciling that. Yeah. And like I'm here in Indianapolis, with my 13 year old daughter who is a Texans fan. And it's been very difficult for her to process the whole thing and, and me trying to process it with her. Um, he's now going to Cleveland where my parents live, where my sister and her husband are diehard Browns fans. I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's tougher because he was not charged by a grand jury. They didn't find sufficient evidence to charge him for a criminal case. That doesn't mean, look, I'm not naive. That doesn't mean he didn't do it. It doesn't mean he did, but it doesn't mean that he didn't. And that, 
that waffle waffle runoff area is really freaking problematic for me and for a lot of people. And I, I don't know how I am going to resolve that internally yet, but I just know this, that if the, just from a football fence, the Cleveland Browns are far and away the best team in the AFC North now, even without their next three first round draft picks. Because what was wrong with them last year? They had a broken quarterback, yeah. broken physically and broken mentally. And they've, they've ended that relationship. They've still got Miles Garrett. They've still got Nick Chubb. They've still got Denzel Ward. They've still got a lot of really premium talents. They have the best offensive line in the AFC. Yep. That Deshaun Watson helps them win a Super Bowl. And look, I'm not a Browns fan. I am from Cleveland. I want to see them win. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Etrich, he comes in. A lot of people hate the Deshaun Watson trade. There's a lot of situations where he'll be really handy. <laughs> and and I'm, honestly, I'm I don't mind people making jokes about, but I'm not there yet. Like I can't I can't do it because yeah, he's and, not here. Because he's not here. I mean, I mean, right. I, like like. A lot of people here in Lions World can make these jokes because it's somewhere else, right? But if he had landed in Detroit, it, it would be it, it would it, really be divisive, it, polarizing. It's tough, man, it's 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 a very tough thing. Um, I've had some interesting conversations with with Browns people that I know and love and have been known for years, and they're they're really like, I can't believe we did this. Like, why? why? <laughs> so there's a little subtext here. Um, Jim Brown, everybody knows who freaking Jim Brown is. Not many people know that he was found guilty of beating his wife and, and beating another woman back in the 1960s. Like and the, the, the Browns organization has stood by him. He's, he's still employed by them. He's still a, a representative of them. Like, and, and this is the other part is the like Browns fans for years and years and years have called Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Rapisberger mm-hmm. and, and Steelers fans couldn't retort to it. They couldn't clap back because he, again, same with Deshaun. We don't know that he did it, but everybody presumes that he did. Mm-hmm. And now the shoe's on the other foot and it's really uncomfortable. It's, it's really ugly and it's really like biting into your athlete's foot, man. And that's it's not a situation you want to be in. So I empathize with the Browns. Fans. If you're a Cleveland fan and you're watching this, I, again, I'm not, I don't know where I'm at on it. Honestly, I'm troubled by it, but I'm also excited by it. If that's weird. And I don't, and I, yeah, I no, don't know. No. That's it's, it's, it, you, you don't know how to feel. It's like the, the Ricky right. Bobby. I don't want to do it with my hands. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm super excited by Deshaun Watson, the player. Yeah. I'm really and nervous the, about the, De- Deshaun Watson, the, the character human that I know too. Like yeah. that Deshaun, that, 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 that guy doesn't go away. And that's, that's, I think that there's, there's so many things that are with it. And so many people who can't accept that there might be a, a good person there when they know that he didn't or believe that he did a bad thing. Here you go. I'm and, sorry. I'm and, sorry. Hold on. And, and it gets and to, to get political on it. Like Bill Clinton with that woman, mm-hmm. Donald Trump with stormy Daniels, like it's on either side of the aisle. Like, it, like the, the, there are people who are going to be willing to overlook it because that's your, your political ideological hero and there are people because that's your political ideological enemy that you will never forgive them for it and that's that that's where we're at now and i think the the black and white polarized state hyper polarized where everything has to be there's no gray area everything everybody has to be all good or all bad 
I, I can't do that. Chris. Buy, and buy there's an a order, lot of people that can't. Buy an or of douchebagia. It'd feel weird if there wasn't at least one predator in the FC North. Someone had to take the hit. <laughs> oh, God. This is, yeah, this is really a great point. And I want to get back I want to get back to the super chat here really quick, but great point. I don't think any quarterback is worth that amount of money, though, from Kevin Newsham. And that's the other part of it. They're giving him $230 million fully geared. Like, why? I don't get that one either. I don't. It's nuts. (laughs) All right. Last one here. Uh, Loretto, thank you for the super chat, brother. You've always been so great at that. Um, Also, uh, I was going to say something. The, The safety at two is so hard for me. I know there's fit and nuance of defense, but when last year's top NFL safety was drafted in the third and second, respectively, and the year before that, a top two to three safety was a UDFA. I get it. 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 But when you look at, you can lock a guy up for five years at $9 million, $10 million. uh, When the top 15 are all making more than that at that position. And that can lock down, you know, you you have you have somebody that locks on the top end of your defense there. Kyle Hamilton is 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 great. I'm having a hard time putting him at two as well. I'm I'm having a hard time. I was earlier really in on him. The the combine kind of turned me a little bit on him. I, I I'm I'm starting to second guess myself and and the whole idea of what he has. But by the same token, the the quality of the players and the first couple picks at the top of the draft are lower than the quality of players at the same position at many other drafts. So that kind of elevates the other position. I'm, I'm, it's it's a wrestling match, Loretto. It really is. It's a mental, and this is what makes this, you know, Brad Holmes' job really hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, and like, am I sold that Kayvon Thibodeau or Trayvon Walker are going to be transcendent pass rushers? No, I'm not. I'm pretty convinced that, that Kyle Hamilton will be a transcendent, at least pro bowl level, if not all pro level safety. And I'm, I, that, that I'm taking the sure thing there because again, with the way that they've approached free agency, you can't miss, you can't, you can't take a player that isn't good in the first or second round. Now they've, they've lost that luxury. And I know that Kyle Hamilton is going to be a really good player. I have no doubt in my mind about that. Yep. I don't care about his 40 time. Every other thing he did at the combine was really good. And if you watch his film, he ain't slow, folks. <laughs> he ain't slow. Yep. Watch the Florida State game. Watch him get from the middle of the field to the outside and watch him chase down running backs in the open field and tell me that guy isn't fast enough. Yep. You're lying to yourself. You're, you're, you, as Loretto said, if you don't want a safety at two, that's like that's that's a perfectly tenable position. Yeah. I get it. I disagree, but I get it. But you don't have to dog a player and make things up about him because you don't like him. Right. That, that you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that about Thibodeau. You don't need to do that about Hutchinson. You don't need to do that about Malik Willis. Like there's enough there that says yes. I understand why you want to do that. But you, you can just say that's not what I would do. And that, you know what? That's a perfectly fine answer, Chris. Yep. Uh, just got word Michigan won, beat Tennessee. Great upset. Oh, Tennessee number three, number two. I forget they were somewhere around there. Three, two. Yeah, yeah. Great upset for Michigan. There you go. Go blue. And it about a three, actually. Just, I think it was six and three or eleven and three. Yeah. yeah. This just gives yeah. us another opportunity to see Jawan Howard punch a coach. I love that. <laughs> 
Man, I liked Juwan Howard a lot, but that was weird. It was, it was, but it was so funny. I, I, I just, was, like, I, 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 on things like that, I often kind of just disassociate myself from the like the emotion of the situation and just watch it. And it's just funny to see a a grown ass tall motherfucker like that just come in and, <laughs> dude. I'm like, like the the AT and T ad with Stafford in it. That's a brilliant commercial. Uh, well, yes, does it bring a lot of pain to a lot of Lions fans? Yeah, it does. I think it's great, and I like it. And I'm not going to be like a prisoner of like, oh, I can't, I can't like this because it hurts me. Like, no, it's good. It was well done. Stafford was great, and Lily is a, a, just a goddess. So I'm not going to say anything bad about that at all. But I, I, again, I get why some Lions fans are like, I can't watch that. Like, I get that, but I, I love it. I'm, I'm watching every Lily ad though. Repeat. Um, really quick on Woods being out there. Are you as out as I am on Woods? Probably, yeah. Okay. Not not something. It, they've done their wide receiver work when they when they brought in Shark and they brought back Khalif Raymond, yep. and they're going to draft somebody. Yep. That's that's all they need. Yep, yep. This year, and, and Josh Reynolds coming back. Josh Reynolds coming back is great. I love that move. Yep, yep. Under underappreciated move outside of Detroit. I think a lot of people are like, uh, "What? What? Like that guy wasn't good enough in Tennessee. He was good enough in Detroit. He was a bad fit there. They didn't know what they had. Detroit knows what they've got, and they're going to use him very well. And he's going to be a good receiver for us. There you go. All right, I'm all in on Michigan on on the basketball. Second team is always Sparty for me. Sorry, that's just kind of. Where we were, family, family connections, all that kind of stuff. Um, although next year, new coach, Gators. new coaches, both in the Florida. Or, is that your? You gotta get the right hand on top, man. Okay, you gotta do it right. Oh yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> um, I have a lot of lot of family that went to Florida. Yeah, big, big we start there. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You know, it's weird how cool college is, and then. To be in a place like I never, it's so weird that like, I hear this this early, it feels like, but to watch your kid going off and know the experiences and the fun, it's just like, wow, I wish I could go with them. You know what I mean? I'm just really excited. So. <laughs> there we go. Gators. There we go. All right. Okay, folks. I think we're going to go call this a gig. Um, make yeah. sure to follow us or help us out on Patreon. Oh, hit that like and subscribe really and truly. That helps us out so much when you do that. Even if you subscribe now and then later in the week, unsubscribe, those subs really help the algorithm, help people find our stuff. And that's really what it's well, all about. Subscribe, though. You want, you want to stay because you want to know when we're going to be live. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's that. we got some great stuff coming, as we always do. The draft show is going to be just a barn burner, as it always is. And this year is no different. we got a lot of great stuff. Those other, those other draft shows... You've had enough of that shit. That's right. You want to be here with us for ours. You're going to have a good time. Don't forget us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, or you can click on the join button here and be a member of the YouTube channel. And uh, if you do that, you'll get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. You saw Jalen on the show earlier. He did a, uh, his thing today and uh, we do a lot of stuff with the Slack folks. It's a lot of fun. It's a great group of people. Not only the most intelligent chat on the internet, but really just a solid group of people that that can disagree agree to disagree talk lions and it's not just that i think there's there's like 30 different channels in the slack there's barbecue there's beer there's gambling games memes movies you name it it's an awesome community of awesome people you can join and uh hang out with the best people in in lions land i'm telling you right now uh, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. It costs, a, you gotta do a $5 a month donation minimum to get access to the Slack, just so you know. Um, 
it just helps us cure a little bit of the ills, uh, a, a couple ills that slid through. So, all right, follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, and at Jeff Risden, as you see spelled there. Jeff Risden, he, he has a thing every now and then. He might put a story out or something at the, that whole Lions Wire place. You know, you know, you know the things that they do. Go over, click on all their stuff, click all the, the, the buttons and the ads, and click all those ads. That's what he wants. All right, do that, all that stuff over there. Give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667, and be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we... What, what, what can we do, Riz? We can come into your ear holes automatically. You've got to see. i got I got to pull that out or say, man. It was great. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Thank you all for tuning in. We love you. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.